Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, this is Danny Rocket. Thanks for downloading Cubs Pod. Cubs Pod is a daily show of Cubs content. It's simple, it's short, and you get it right to your inbox every day if you are a Patreon subscriber. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Patreon. It's completely listener supported. You get it ad free every single day. What you're about to hear is a compilation of all the Cubs pods from the week. So you can see what you're missing out on a daily basis. Bite-sized Cubs content for you and your family. That's it. Please subscribe. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Don't make me tell you again. Hello and welcome to Cubs Pod, a Bleacher Bunch production on the Fans First Network. It's your daily dose of digestible Cubs content. I'm your host, Danny Rocket, and I'm here to tell you what's happening right now in the world of the Chicago Cubs on March 13th, 2023. Well, yesterday the Cubs lost 5-3 to the Brewers. They were out hit 11-5. to They only got one hit off of a pitcher named Junk who wasn't throwing junk because they only got a hit. Uh, Luke Voigt and Bryce Terang went deep off Adrian Sampson. Uh, Bryce Terang, by the way, is a first-rounder for the Brewers. He was in AAA last year, and he seems decent, so look forward to hating him. Um, Adrian Sampson has now given up eight home runs this spring in 8.1 innings. And he has a 14.04 ERA, which actually seems low. He's lucky there hasn't been more people on base when those home runs happened. Maybe uh, you could look at that as a positive. Brandon Hughes also had a rough time of it. He gave up the other two runs to the Brewers on three hits and a walk. But the good news being that Thompson, Keegan Thompson, uh, Fulmer, Mitwick, and Manrod they combined for five strikeouts, two walks, and two hits, and didn't give up any runs. So uh, if you consider the pitchers that did, if you just remove the pitchers that did poorly in this game, Brandon Hughes, Adrian Sampson, and you just used uh, Thompson, Fulmer, Wick, and Manrod, Cubs win this game. And I'm going to stand by that statement. Offensively, Ian Happ hit a two-run homer. We're all very proud of him. Unfortunately, of course, um, Ian Happ is still not extended, signed, whatever you want to call it at this point. It's uh, it's not looking good for Ian Happ and and remaining a Chicago Cub in the at the end of this game. Um, Nelson Maldonado grounded out and Luis Torrens scored. It's a little bit of a fake rally at the end of this one. Uh, Christopher Morrell lined out to end it. So, um, yeah, we lost to the Brewers. It's okay. We're winning too much. We know this. 11 and 19 in 2016. Cubs are looking like they're going the other way with this. It's not, does not bode well for this team if they keep winning like this. So, uh, what else happened? Oh, yeah, Dansby, Dansby Swanson, 0 for 3. 
now batting .059. He's one for 17 on the spring. It's only a single. He has taken five walks. He has six, six strikeouts. But, uh, wow. I know the guys usually suck when they come to the Cubs, but this is a little ridiculous. What else happened? Uh, Christian Yelich dropped a, a ball that he did last year. We all laughed and teased him mercilessly. I hope that happened today, although I do know that the Cubs bullpen is in between the berm where the Bleacher fans would sit and tease Christian Yelich. But uh, maybe our Cubs bullpen did it. They know they know our taunts. Maybe uh, they, they remembered them from last year when he did the exact same thing. Actually, he did catch the ball, and then they said it was the transfer. But that's not what happened today. Just yell it stinks. He used to be a good baseball player. Now he sucks, and I think it's hilarious. Also, Nick Madrigal, who I never thought was a good baseball player, uh, dropped a pop-up in the infield. I know they're always like, oh, the sun, the sky is high and the sun is bright. It, it is. But, you know, we got other guys to play third base than Nick Madrigal. I don't know what we're looking at here. The knock on him was always, always the defense, so anytime you drop an easy pop-up, I'm like, what are we doing here? So that was pretty much the game. Uh, I don't like to hover too much on losses. Not that interesting. But the Cubs do have an off day today, and hopefully they get some rest. Uh, Their next game is actually not until Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Central Time. Justin Steele's going to go out there. He has yet to give up a run this spring, and he's going to face Chris Bryant and the Rockies at Sloan Park. And it's a rare night game at Sloan Park, but... That's cool. Uh, 1.242 OPS for Chris Bryant this spring. He's got three home runs so far. That's only an 18 at-bats. Extrapolate that out to 600 at-bats, but we all know he's not going to get 600 at-bats. He might get 200, which would still mean he'd hit uh, 30 home runs at this pace. So, um, yeah, so we'll talk to you Tuesday. Uh, I want to remind all the Super Ranters that we're going to have a game watch on uh, Friday. St. Paddy's Day. Cubs are playing the Sox again. They're also playing, forget who else, they're playing somebody else, but we'll see. We'll probably watch Cubs Sox. It's more fun to rip on them. Uh, Oh, they're playing the Dodgers at Sloan. So we'll see which game Marquis gives us. We might be stuck with Steve Stone and the ghost of Hawk Harrelson. I don't know. So, but anyway, Friday at 3 p.m., we'll be hanging out, and you should be there. Uh, Hope everything's going well in your world. And Spagog, or go Cubs, backwards. Hello, and welcome to Cubs Pod, a Bleacher Bunch production on the Fans First Network. It's your daily dose of digestible Cubs content. I'm your host, Danny Rocket, and I'm here to tell you what's happening right now in the world of the Chicago Cubs on the Ides of March, March 15th, 2023. Well, yesterday the Cubs lost to the Chris Bryant-less Rockies. Apparently he's been a little injured. Uh, Cubs lost 5-2, only had six hits to the Rockies' nine. Not nice. And the reason was pretty much because Justin Steele turned into Justin Tinfoil, according to David on the Discord chat. I thought that was a pretty funny joke last night. Um, He struck out four through 2.2, though, which ain't too shabby. And he gave up uh, five hits, including two home runs, though, which is why he got knocked out of there after 2.2 innings. Then Julian Merriweather came in 
tossing them hard bullets. Had a couple of strikeouts and a weird balk that nobody really understood. And we all are just looking at it being like, why was that a balk? And, you know, I usually feel that way about balks unless they're kind of obvious. And I think that the kind of general answer these days is everything's a balk if you really look at it that way. (laughs) Just kidding. It was a weird balk. Nobody knows what happened including the announcers. J.D. didn't even know, and he was a pitcher in the major leagues for years. Then uh, Duffy came in. He got knocked around a bit for two hits and two walks. But uh, Alzali and Barucki came in and struck out the side. So there's some positivity. Uh, Jeremiah Estrada came in and gave up a hit, uh, a walk, and a run in the ninth. And that's just after the Cubs had taken advantage offensively of some defensive miscues in the bottom of the eighth and some walks and scored a run and kind of got back into the game um, when they loaded the bases, but they only got one run on a a Tockman walk. And then uh, Jake Slaughter came in and slaughtered the rally by flying out. Um, Also in this game uh, and in that inning, uh, Zach McKinstry continues to not hit well. He fouled out one of my least favorite plays in baseball and um, ruined the rally earlier than <laughs> Slaughter did. He also committed an error, and um, I, I have no idea why he's still hanging around. I really don't know. I, I watched a TikTok the other day from some other Cubs podcasters who said Zach McKinstry's their opening day third baseman. And I'm like, is this the Jed Hoyer show? Because you don't look like Jed, you look younger. I don't know what the hell's wrong with people. I could be wrong, but I've seen enough of McKinstry to know that I don't want to see it anymore. Put it in, a, put it in another uniform, let them try. It ain't working with us. Um, speaking of other people not working, Dansby Swanson, 0 for 2 with a walk. But those 0 for 2s were both Ks. He's now batting like 54. I mean, not 540, 54. It ain't good. Hopefully, he's just working. I don't know. What could he be working on at this point? You know, I know he's just out there getting stretched out, seeing some ABs. I heard Hap talk about it. But the results just aren't there yet. Uh, and I wouldn't say that he's getting, like, robbed or anything because when you strike out, you ain't getting robbed of shit. Unless, of course... uh Angel Hernandez is the umpire that you might be getting robbed. And I would be remiss if I did not mention that the other run that the Cubs scored uh, in that, besides that fake rally run that got ruined by Slaughter and McKinstry uh, was a Nico solo shot in the sixth inning. So go Nico. He's having a nice spring. I like Nico Horner. He's, he's a great ball player. Zach McKinstry, not so much. The other thing I wanted to point out is that Herman Marquez, who actually the Cubs usually hit around pretty good. Um, I, I looked it up. Career against Herman Marquez. Herman has a 675 earned run average in eight games over 40 innings pitched. And he's given up six home runs in those 40 innings. Um, and uh, he does have 40 strikeouts against us in those 40 innings. A, a whip in the mid one. 1.5, 1.475 whips. Like, it's it's not good. Uh, it, the Cubs have knocked him around. That's, these are obviously different Cubs teams if you consider Herman Marquez's long career. Um, 
the dude is only 28 years old, so he came into the league pretty young because I feel like I've been watching him pitch for a long time, but he did so well against the Cubs this time. Um, struck out seven through four innings. So just wanted to point that out because he did well and uh, it should be recognized. The game only lasted two hours and 35 minutes, which is okay. It's not 215. 235, I'll take. The 215s, I'm like, what just happened? The next game, it's another night game. It's against the Reds uh, on the road over at uh, Goodyear Ballpark where they play. It's the home of the giant baseball tampon statue. If you're ever out there, make sure you take a picture and send it to me because I find it funny. Um, Caleb Killian, who's had a nice spring so far, only four innings pitched, but he's only got a .5 whip in that time. 224 earned run average. Kids got talent, didn't put together at the major league level when they gave him a chance last year, didn't really put it together on the minor league level uh, when he went back down there. Uh, so we're looking for some bright spots from Caleb because he is a very talented pitcher. Hopefully tonight he will continue that and there will be much rejoicing in Cubs fanlandia. But he's going up against the Reds' Connor Overton, who only pitched in six games last year and was good. 273 ERA in 33 innings pitched this spring. In 6.2 innings pitched, he has a 255 whip and a 1485 ERA. Hopefully that continues as well. So um, games at 8 p.m. Central will be on the uh, Patreon Discord hanging out with y'all. And uh, one thing I didn't know, I looked up the Reds roster. Will Myers is over here now, as is Kevin Newman from the Pirates, who's always seemed to be a thorn in the Cubs side and get us all to yell Newman like we're on Seinfeld. So there is your Cubs pod for the Ides of March 2023. Hope you all have a wonderful day. See you tonight. Spagog. All over Chicagoland, there are thirsty, frazzled, overworked Cubs podcasters who are struggling to survive one more baseball season in the dog-eat-dog world of unpaid content creation. But it doesn't have to be this way. You can make a difference. Become a super ranter at patreon.com slash sunranto, where your support ensures that poor, sad, pathetic, ugly, loser Cubs podcasters can pay for tickets and beer, and in turn, line the pockets of the baseball agarch Ricketts family. Just $1 a month can buy a scorecard. $5 a month can pay for guitar strings to write a Cubs song. And $10 a month almost buys one beer at Wrigley Field. Cubs content creators are the lowest pieces of pond scum garbage that slither over the face of this planet. But Super Ranters help them get drunk and screw off at baseball games. What do you get out of it? The Sun Ranto Show, delivered to your podcatcher without stupid advertisements like the one you're seeing and hearing right now. Plus, at other Super Ranter levels, you can get Cubs music, access to private Sun Ranto pages, the Ranter calendar, and special thanks and Ranter recognition in our live broadcasts, plus eligibility for monthly prizes. What does Sun Ranto get out of it? Your money. For tickets and beer. Go to patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto. And become a super ranter today. Hello and welcome to Cubs Pod, a Bleacher Bunch production on the Fans First Network. 
It's your daily dose of digestible Cubs content. I'm your host, Danny Rocket, and I'm here to tell you what's happening right now in the world of the Chicago Cubs on March 16th, 2023. Well, not much. The game got rained out, banged, if you will. Caleb Killian went out there as the Cubs starting pitcher and had a four pitch inning. So he used four pitches to get three outs. He made a really nice diving play. And then he had to dance out of trouble in his last inning of work. Kind of was the victim of the walk. Uh, that was his issue last year when he was having some mechanical issues. So hopefully he's going to work on fixing that. He is like our seventh starter right now, but he comes with a pretty high pedigree. I think a lot of us are pretty excited about him, but he also got quickly forgotten about once we saw what Hayden Wisniewski could do. And technically, I mean, you're going to need a guy like this throughout the year. You're definitely going to need him in the future. Um, homegrown starting pitching is a commodity that's probably the most valuable in baseball. But uh, uh, anyway, this guy, he he looks like the prototypical pitcher. He's got the long, lanky body that love the high socks. He's wearing the high socks. I, I love the style. He looks like the guy. He looks like the guy. But like where Javier Assad doesn't look like the guy, but is the guy. Caleb Killian should be the guy, isn't the guy, but looks like the guy. You know what I mean? Probably not. So uh, Zach McKinstry hilariously gets two hits in a game that don't count because it got canceled. And I looked it up. I was like, well, maybe because of spring, they give him the hits. Nope. Nope. He's got two hits all spring. He'd have four other than that. And his batting average would be over 100. Instead, his RBI his two hits, they do not can't they do not count. Game was canceled. And I do wonder like what's gonna happen. Fans of this game at this game did get to see a few innings of the game. And then uh it, it was canceled. So like do they get more tickets? Because they're not gonna replay the game being spring. You know, I'm just curious to see. If you know and you're listening to this, let me know because I'm just interested. Today. The Cubs are facing the Diamondbacks and old friend Madison Bumgarner, who is a little bit different than the Madison Bumgarner we once knew with the Giants that, you know, was a feared left-handed pitcher uh, in the years that the Cubs and Giants were, I mean, they were main NL rivals at those years, you know, especially in 2016 when their believing streak came to an end. And our believing streak started. So we win once every uh, even decade. <laughs> I don't know. Um, even decade. That doesn't even make sense. So 2026. But um, yeah, Madison Bumgarner is going out there. He's not the same guy. He's only 33, though. He's got a 488 ERA last year. Only three innings pitched this spring. And he's got a six ERA. You can't really count three innings as much. Uh, Smiley's been out there in eight innings. This spring, six strikeouts, 563 ERA, and a 1.88 whip, which you hope comes down. He definitely did better than that. Last year, Cubs signed him up after seeing the promise that he held, and we haven't seen it so far this spring too much. So it's a battle of the lefties at 3 p.m. The game's, of course, on Marqueef. I will be on the Chuggo show today at 120. And um, 
that should be fun hanging out with those guys. They invited me down. I don't know why. I guess they ran out of guests. But uh, I'll be heading down there to the West Loop. And I think you can tune in on any of their social medias and see how I do. Um, you know, I, looking forward to talking about baseball with somebody other than Michael Cotton who won't shut up about the DH. So uh, we do have a game watch for the Super Ranters on Friday in the Discord. The game's at 3 p.m. The Sox and the Dodgers are playing. I do not know which one Marquis is going to show. We're going to show whichever one is being shown. We're going to hang out. We're going to watch the game on St. Paddy's Day. Bring your green beer. Um, And also, I would be remiss if I did not mention what happened last night with Edwin Diaz celebrating the Puerto Rico win. Uh, That was just, what a shit sandwich. You know, everybody's really sad about it. Um, and the, the WBC takes of, you know, oh, bring all the players home. This should never happen. WBC is a garbage tournament and major leagues, all that counts. I mean, if you've never seen international baseball, just shut the fuck up. You do not know anything about what you're talking about. You're a clown. You're, you're literally a human clown and you should just join the circus and, and travel with them because it's the only job you can now have is clown um yeah it's an unfortunate situation but let me list the things that i've done to injure myself randomly um fell off a couch making out with a girl busted up my knee arthroscopic surgery playing pickleball dislocated my shoulder um let's see what else um oh yeah i was taking pictures one time because uh, I at a playground because I didn't have enough money for real headshots, so I had some friend taking taking them outside. We went to the playground, fell off the back of a slide, cracked my ribs. Still hurts. Still uneven. I have uneven ribs. All this stuff happened totally randomly, totally accidentally. I fell down the subway steps, you know, like and broke my wrist. These things happen in life, especially when you're drunk. But you know, Edwin Diaz, he was not drunk. He was just celebrating and like something happened, you know, like you had uh, uh, Cody Bellinger high-fiving in a game. He dislocated his shoulder. You want to ban high-fives from the game too? So it's just, it's a little, it's just unfortunate. I can understand if you're a Mets fan that you'd be pretty disappointed right now that that happened. But, you know, the, it this was not, I mean... I could even understand it a little bit if it was a baseball-related injury. Like now, he was he was used in four innings, and they shouldn't have used him that much, and now he needs Tommy John. I could understand that if they misused him, but this was just an accident. So I just wanted to mention that because it is it's a pressing item on the agenda of baseball humanity. Well, that's the show, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow. When uh, hopefully they can play some baseball games. Uh, catch me on Chuggo at 120. CHGO for those who uh, <laughs> think that's what it's called. But um, yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. Spagog. Hello and welcome to Cubs Pod, a Bleacher Bunch production on the Fans First Network. It's your daily dose of digestible Cubs content. I'm your host, Danny Rocket, and I'm here to tell you what's happening right now in the world of the Chicago Cubs on St. Patrick's Day, March 17th, 2023. Yesterday, the Cubs lost to the D-Bags, 3-1. 
Drew Smiley gave up a two-run shot to a fifth-round no-name. Well, he has a name. His name is Caleb Roberts. But that's the last time you'll ever hear the name Caleb Roberts unless you're Amish. Uh, but Smiley was good. Uh, four strikeouts, uh, one walk. He did give up three hits. So I, I guess it wasn't great. But it was passable. You know, it just made the one big mistake. Um, other than that, the bullpen was excellent for the most part. Uh, Boxberger, Fulmer, Thompson, uh, and Birdie actually still don't have ERAs on the season. So, meaning they didn't give any runs yesterday either. Uh, Braden Hughes, though, uh, struggled a bit. He gave up one run on two hits. He now has a 6.75 ERA. He is your lefty out of the pen. I mean,. <laughs> I mean, he came out of nowhere and just kind of took that job and did well. I'm not sure that it is going to remain his job if it keeps going like this. You know what I mean? So uh, the Cubs did score a run, and uh, that's when Cody Bellinger hit a home run off Pafat, who I just wanted to bring up what the pitcher was so I could say the name Pafat because it's hilarious. P-F-A-A-D-T. Come on, come back through Ellis Island again and get another one. <laughs> you know, shorten that's it's already it's short enough. Just lose an A, lose the DT, lose the PF. Like there's lots of uh, it's like it. I don't know. It's like the Ellis Island guards were just you know screwing with them. I don't know. Um, of note in this game, and just because we're watching it, Dansby Swanson, no hits in this one and a strikeout over three. Now batting .045, but don't worry. It's only spring training, everybody. It's only 170, 80 million or whatever they did. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of years. Um, what's Jason Hayward doing these days? I wonder. We're going to look at it because the Cubs are facing the Dodgers uh, later. Um, actually, let me look up his stats really quick because now uh, I'm, I'm really curious as to what Jason Hayward is doing because these are Hayward. This is worse than what Hayward would do. You know, like I don't think Jason Hayward ever had a period where he batted 0.45. Maybe he did. Okay. On the spring. Okay. Get ready. You're going to like this. It's higher than 0.45. It's 172, but he's got, does have two home runs on the spring so far. So I doubt he's making the team with those numbers, but we'll see. The Dodgers might have a trick up their sleeve. They probably trade him for, like, you know, the next uh, Max Scherzer or something like that. I don't know. Who knows what the Dodgers have up their sleeve here. Uh, the Cubs didn't have much up their sleeve offensively yesterday because they did strike out 14 times. Uh, a lot of those were replacement players. So don't worry, everybody. It's fine. Also of note is that Jamison Tyone pitched in a minor league game versus the Giants today after his uh, sim game was rained out the day before. And um, his line against minor leaguers, they pitched 72 pitches, so it's going deeper into the game. Five innings pitched, seven hits, four runs, one walk. Um, yeah, so struck out seven. So that's that's good, I guess. Um, Stroh. Pitches against uh, Mexico tonight in the WBC at 7 o'clock. I believe that time is Eastern. Yeah, it is. So 6 Central. Uh, we'll we'll probably have that on in the um, Patreon Discord chat. I know we're going to have the game watch later today, which uh, let's talk about it. So uh, Cubs are playing the Dodgers at home 
Hayden Wisniewski gets that start. I'm excited to see that. Ryan Pepio goes for L.A. And I was like, who the hell is Ryan Pepio? And then it turns out, like, he might be good. So last year, the Dodgers, you know, a team that by all means was an excellent baseball team and, you know, made the playoffs and everything, uh, they let him have seven starts last year, probably because of injury, uh, ended up with a 347 ERA out there and uh, 42 strikeouts in 36 innings pitched. Although he did have 27 walks, it's pretty high. So we're, this is our first look at Pepio, I believe. Um, Ryan Michael Pepio, if you will, from Butler University. And then uh, the other game is against the White Sox in Glendale. And uh, Nick Niedert is going to play for the Cubs in... Uh, what Al Yellen at Cup of Cubby Blue is uh, prophesizing will be a bullpen game. And they're going up against the hated Mike Clevenger. Both games are at 3 o'clock. And maybe we'll we'll play both out in the chat there in uh, if that's possible. It probably is. We just need multiple devices and streams and all that. And internet for days. But uh, we'll, we'll give it a shot. But, uh, yeah, the Sloan game is going to be covered by Marquis, and the Glendale one's going to be NBC Sports Chicago with the Sox announcers. But either way, we'll have the sound off and just be hanging out. So come on over there at 3 o'clock today, Central. Uh, bring your green beer. Should be a good time had by all, unless you're depressed, in which then no times are good. You're just sad all the time for no reason. Well, the reason is obvious. Life is suffering, says the Buddha. So uh, there's your Cubs pod for March 17th. We'll talk to you again tomorrow and spook hog or go Cubs backwards. All over Chicagoland, there are thirsty, frazzled, overworked Cubs podcasters who are struggling to survive one more baseball season in the dog eat dog world of unpaid content creation. But it doesn't have to be this way. You can make a difference. Become a super ranter at patreon.com slash sunranto, where your support ensures that poor, sad, pathetic, ugly, loser Cubs podcasters can pay for tickets and beer, and in turn, line the pockets of the baseball agarch Ricketts family. Just $1 a month can buy a scorecard. $5 a month can pay for guitar strings to write a Cubs song. And $10 a month almost buys one beer at Wrigley Field. Cubs content creators are the lowest pieces of pond scum garbage that slither over the face of this planet. But super ranters help them get drunk and screw off at baseball games. What do you get out of it? The Sun Ranto Show, delivered to your podcatcher without stupid advertisements like the one you're seeing and hearing right now. Plus, at other Super Ranter levels, you can get Cubs music, access to private Sun Ranto pages, the Ranter calendar, and special thanks and Ranter recognition in our live broadcasts, plus eligibility for monthly prizes. What does Sun Ranto get out of it? Your money. For tickets and beer. Go to patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto. And become a super ranter today. Hello and welcome to Cubs Pod, a Bleacher Bunch production on the Fans First Network. It's your daily dose of digestible Cubs content. I'm your host, Danny Rocket, and I'm here to tell you what's happening right now in the world of the Chicago Cubs on March 18th, 2023. 
Spent all day, all St. Patrick's Day, watching baseball with the Ranters. Uh, three games, really. The Cubs played a split squad between the Sox and the Dodgers uh, at 3 o'clock Central. And then 6 p.m., here came uh, the next game, uh, watching uh, Mexico and Puerto Rico. So we had a lot of fun in there. Uh, if you've never been to one of our discords and you're listening to this right now, uh, you should come to one of our Discord game watches. It's it's really fun. And uh, hanging out with some great people all night long, having good conversations. And anyway, we had a good time, even though, well, I mean, actually, there were three outcomes that were exciting uh, or, well, interesting. Cubs lost 9-7 to the Dodgers. They flew the T against the White Sox. Uh, the final score was 4-4. Four to four. And then Mexico beat Puerto Rico in an amazing game, 5-4. to four. So it was, we just had a lot of fun watching uh, all of it, all the ways it could go. A loss, a tie, and a win for uh, Javier Assad. And a loss for Javier Baez, who's not a Cub anymore. So even though we all still like him, uh, Javier Assad's our guy. So uh, let's talk about some of these games. The uh, Cubs jumped on the Dodgers uh, first in this 9-7 to loss when Hap doubled in Madrigal. But then in the fourth, uh, well, Peyton Wisniewski finally gave up some runs. He had a walk, a single, and then a three-run homer. And uh, then he gave up another single and got replaced by Max Bain, who kind of went out there and crapped the bed. Uh, two walks, two singles, a double, and he now has an ERA of 108 which we all know what that means. It means we're going to win the World Series. But probably not with Max Bain, because I don't think he's going to make this team. But he is a very talented pitcher. I saw that uh, Cody over at uh, CHGO, and uh, he was tweeting at him, hey, it's Max Bain, hooray, we know this guy, blah, blah, blah. And then he totally shit the bed. So that's just a lesson to be learned. Never tweet at a player until after you see what they've done, because they might not want to be recognized I don't think Max Bain wants anybody to know what happened yesterday because um, he gave up uh, a lot of runs and a lot of, a lot of contact. Um, luckily, he did get a strikeout, so he doesn't have an infinity ERA. Then a guy named Peyton Remy came in, who I've never heard of, and J.D. Martinez promptly doubled. And after all that damage and action in the fourth inning there, um, it was 8-1. to one. Dodgers. But the Cubs climbed back with uh, three in the sixth, three in the seventh. Cody Bellinger had a triple. Uh, Eric Hosmer sack flyed him in. Uh, that Well, Cody scored two of the runs with that triple. And then a uh, guy named Jacob Wetzel hit a three-run homer off Rubby De La Rosa. And uh, Jacob, I was like, oh, who's Jacob Wetzel? Well, he played in Myrtle Beach last year. And um, he's not the most famous Jacob Wetzel, surprisingly, because when I looked it up, uh, all I found was stuff about a Canadian rower, which I didn't even know rowers could be famous. But I guess in Canada, they can't be. Uh, I looked up Rubby De La Rosa, too, because I was like, oh, what's what's he been doing? And he's been in Japan since 2019. And um, but he's quite the veteran. You know, He's been around for a long time. He was with the Dodgers. Way back in 2000, uh, he had drafted uh, back in, uh, started his career with the Dodgers back in 2007, but he's only, he was only 18 then, so he's only 34 now. Um, But yeah, he's been over in Japan playing with uh, Yomi Yuri, which I think is the Giants, and um, it's gone pretty well for him. He's had ERAs like well under three, and uh, I guess the Dodgers are giving him another shot right now. 
So, uh, but Jacob Wetzel took took him deep. So maybe he's not that good. I don't know. But uh, I, I don't know what his status is either. It's probably some NRI or something like that. So, anyways, good good to see an old friend, Rubby De La Rosa. I don't know. I don't really remember much of him except for that I remembered that his name was Rubby. And who who's going to forget that? Uh, also, uh, the Dodgers scoring. You might remember that the score was nine to seven, not eight to seven. Um, in the end, and it's because Miguel Vargas hit a solo shot off of Rowan Wick. As far as the Cubs' other pitchers went, um, Alzali with a nice outing in garbage time. Two innings pitched, two strikeouts. Uh, Anthony K K'd the side. So you got to get a pitcher like K, right? I mean, his name's already K. You got to know he's going to go out there and just get some strikeouts. It's it literally in his name. And also, uh, you had Merriweather go out there, and he had two strikeouts in his one inning pitched. So when it comes to the back end of that bullpen, I mean, it's looking pretty good because overall, Hayden Wisniewski had six strikeouts, okay, in his 3.1 innings pitch. You're going to take that all the, all the time. He just had that one mistake. Well, he had a couple walks and then ended up in it with three-run homer. So that's that's not good. I'm not going to sit there and justify that that's good because it's not. But um, the bullpen uh, combined for 17 strikeouts overall i mean i mean with wisniewski in there so the bullpen would be 11 but still that is really impressive two from wick two from alzali which i mentioned and then the struck out the side with k and then merriweather had two to end it so like that's i'm i'm uh i'm excited and i'm i'm i think that we've got some great arms and i think we'll even have some great arms in triple a's which means we'll have great arms for years to come great stuff um also great, uh, Dansby Swanson, he got a hit, and it was a double. And now he's batting .080, so somebody get the Dansbo meter going, and uh, let's let's watch it rise. Um, I was thinking, you know, uh, opening day, his numbers will be zero, and um, he could seriously, with just one hit, bat a thousand. Like, just, and start from, start from the mountaintop, and then let's watch it fall. Um, yeah, and uh, the, the sad thing, though, that you can't take the good to take the bad. Um, he struck out the other two times that he was at the plate, so that's not a very productive out there, Dansbo. Matt Mervis uh, went three for four, and uh, he got a double. And so he had a nice game coming back from playing with Team Israel, and the time of this game was nine hours and 35 minutes, but I'm pretty sure that was a misprint in the uh, box score. On MLB's new app, uh, it's brand new app. I've, I've yet to. It came at me with a lot of uh, nonsense this morning, including having to sign in again. You know, just like and I'm look, looking for a password. Just I, that app. You know, they were the first ones to stream games uh, back in 2004 or something like that, and it's barely gotten better <laughs> in 20 years. So, anyhow, there was another ball game. I'll get to it right now. Uh, the Sox game. Well, it was a battle of the bench. Auditions, I guess you could say, because uh, listen to this lineup. Morell in center, then you had Gomes, who's going to make the team. Then Wisdom in right, which I guess they're going to do that because of Seiya, and it opens up third base for one of these guys. Um, could be Morell, but everybody's saying he's going down, which is probably the right thing to do just because, you know, he had a double in this game, but I want to see him get at bats not just be some bench guy because he could really be a piece that could start every day, kind of in a way that, like, Jamer Candelario is. That's my comp in my brain right now. 
Um, and so anyway, these guys were all auditioning to play third base too. Uh, uh, well, Rios, McKinstry, Bodie, and Sergio Alcantara, who's quietly having a nice spring because nobody's really focusing on him. Um, I think it, most of it is because nobody can remember which Alcantara it is. And they're just like, well, I don't know which one it is, so I'm just not going to talk about it so I don't embarrass myself. Think it's think it's Kevin or or uh, Arismendi. So um, anyway, all those guys, So and plus Morel, are all battling for third base. So you've got uh, five guys in the lineup all, and, and Wisdom, if you count him, because he already is the third baseman. Talkman played left, and I think he's got a good shot of making this team. And um, Slaughter was in this game to go over three and strike out twice. But, uh, yeah, anyway, battle the bench. Obviously, the B team uh, that they threw out there over at Camelback Ranch against the White Sox, and it ended up in a tie. Maybe if they would have tried a little harder with their players, it would have gone better. But, um, yeah, what happened to this game? Not much. I mean, Jan Gomes had a two-run homer, Rios and Alcantara homer. So you had the three homers, and no one was on base for the Rios and Alcantara one, and that's the Cubs scoring. So there wasn't a lot of action on the base paths because Cubs only had uh, – Four overall hits in the game, and they were all, uh, and uh, three of them were home runs. So, what, running slowly around the bases, how exciting for everybody. But the Cubs are scoring runs. Uh, Zach McKinstry, I was talking about the uh, battle for the bench, 0 for 3, 2 Ks. You know, I don't know what they see in this guy. It just, it just keeps going bad. I mean, it's spring training, you know, it's like you're trying to make the team you just can't hit, you can't hit, and the majors can't hit in spring training. Like, go see if he could hit in the minors. And if he can, then bring him up and try it again. But for the time being, like, why is, like, Morell getting, like, not the chance and McKinstry is, although Morell did lead off. So they like him. Anyhow, I'm moving to Iowa. I love Morell. Uh, Niedert started this game, and uh, one run on three hits. It was okay. Uh, Cam Sanders... Did give up a home run, but he had three strikeouts in his inning in a third. Uh, Manrod got into this game, two strikeouts, and they threw him out there for an inning in two-thirds. Gave up one run on two hits. Um, so they're kind of trying to stretch him out and see what he can do. You know, when a guy's pumping it up there, like at 100, you know, and I know his velocity's been off in favor of uh, control, but, jeez, uh, uh, you know, I would only think an inning with that guy. So... And Brendan Little gave up a sacrifice fly, and that was one of the Sox other runs that they scored. Um, both these games were played in uh, at game time. It was 69 degrees, which is pretty nice. And uh, the com- time of game of this one was 2.25. Uh, that's too short. It's too short. 2.45, sure. But th- you cut off way too much of a ball game. So, you know, the Camelback Ranch, you know how hard it is to get into Camelback Ranch? There's one road in, one road out. You know, if you got caught in that traffic, you know, just normal kind of like, oh, you think you're on time for the game? You might not be because, you, oh, I left an hour early. We'll get there, take a half hour to park, and we'll be right there by first pitch. Nope. Nope. That's not how it's going to work for you. You're going to be there in the fifth. The fifth inning is when you will arrive at the baseball game. So two hours, 25 minutes, you just missed the whole damn thing. Um. You you certainly missed a lot of the home runs because uh, all almost well half the runs half the runs were scored before the fifth, and then in the Discord we watched the WBC game. Uh, Team Mexico beat Puerto Rico, and it was very exciting. Uh, man, Javier Assad two point two innings pitched, gave up a hit and a walk, four strikeouts, and, um, and this was after Puerto Rico went up four to nothing in the first. 
on a sack fly, a Javi two-run shot, which he was super excited about, just pumped in the first inning. And Eddie Rosario also hit a solo home run in that inning. And then the Mexican pitching staff shut him down for the next eight innings, and they were awesome. Um, and, I mean, well, I guess the starter shut him down for three, but he didn't do well at the top. But uh, five innings pitched for the Team Mexico, including what Javier Assad did, and um, just freaking awesome. Just, uh, I... Hopefully this is an audition because he is he is doing well. I mean, he's doing exceptionally well against really amazing lineups. He mowed down Team USA, and now he's mowed down Team Puerto Rico, and these are all all-stars. He's, he's doing it against all-star major league lineups, and it should be noticed. And instead, he might be in, in Iowa with Morrell, you know, just because they're like, yeah, you're better off down here even though his clock has started. So we'll see what they do. Okay, today uh, there's going to be another World Baseball Classic uh, game, USA versus Venezuela. Uh, That should be exciting. Uh, Hopefully it's a good game like last night was because that was a lot of fun. And the Cubs are playing this afternoon at uh, Scottsdale Stadium, uh, which is a really nice stadium. It's probably my second favorite stadium, and it was probably the best stadium before the Cubs built theirs. Um uh, the game's at 3.05. I hung out at that stadium uh, on the berm with a cop, a weed dealer, because weed had just gone legal. And, uh, and so we were just talking about it, and the cop was cool. And everybody was just hanging out, and a bartender. We all hung out all night. Uh, I actually hung out with some, a couple of those guys another time when they came to my house, and we partied when I threw a party, like caught a couple games with them um, in the in. And anyway, I met them all in the berm at Scottsdale Stadium. I was traveling solo. That's the one thing about going anywhere alone is you do tend to meet people a little bit more because you're not just like with one person or a group of people. Um, you know, you're just, it's a different experience is all I'm saying. If you're the kind of person like me who just talks to weed dealers and cops and bartenders randomly. Anyhow, uh, who's in this game? Uh, Adrian Sampson, who's given up eight homers on the spring and will probably make the team over Javier Assad for some reason. Uh, 14.05 ERA in the spring. I, I, it's, I think it's over. I think the Samson thing is over, and I'm really hoping the Cubs see that and they're not like set in their ways because they brought him back, and they shouldn't have because it's not good. Um, Anthony DiSclefani is going for the Giants. Only two innings pitched on the spring. He's got three strikeouts. Last year, he must have been hurt because uh, 19 innings pitched on the in five games the whole year. So... 663 earned run average. So he was a promising pitcher for the Reds years ago, but I think uh, injuries really kind of ruined that. And then uh, I was looking up and down their lineup, and Michael Conforto's over there with the Giants, which is kind of interesting. Um, he was out completely last year after sh- shoulder surgery and um, didn't have a job at all and signed with the Giants for two years, 36. And uh, he's got an opt-out, so he's just kind of playing – for that big big contract, which he never got in his contract year from because he was injured. So, poor Michael Conforto. That's that's rough when you give six years and you you think that you're the big payday's coming and just didn't didn't happen. Well, although thirty six million, I'd take it. We'd all take it. So uh, this is a two game two game Cubs pod. So it's twice as long as the other ones, but. Uh, I enjoyed talking to you tonight, today, and we'll talk to you to, tomorrow after the Cubs play another game that I just told you about. 
Thanks for listening to Cubs Pod. Tell your friends to become Patreon subscribers and listen every day. Spookog. Hello and welcome to Cubs Pod, a Bleacher Bunch production on the Fans First Network. It's your daily dose of digestible Cubs content. I'm your host, Danny Rocket, and I'm here to tell you what's happening right now in the world of the Chicago Cubs on March 19th, 2023. And uh, first of all, I'd like to wish a happy birthday to one of the guys that I've known. In fact, he might be the guy I've known the longest in my life and a great friend from when I was very young. Uh, And a lot of you guys know him uh, on the Ranchers page, Chris Zaha. It's his birthday. And that means he's 49 today, which is really, really old. So um, speaking of old, um, old men (laughs) specifically like uh, sitting around on a Saturday afternoon and watching a boring baseball game, um, taking a nap maybe on the couch. And uh, they certainly had the opportunity to do exactly that yesterday against the San Francisco Giants when the Cubs dropped uh, their, I guess, fourth game of the year, uh, or fourth game of the week, I should say. Uh, they also had a tie and a cancellation um, by losing to the San Francisco Giants 5-1, to one, and um, they are now a 500-ball club, and they can get back under 500 with a loss today um, with nine games left to play. That makes our magic number now five to clinch a losing spring record, which is what you need for a successful baseball campaign. Uh, yeah, this game was boring. Cubs only had three hits. Uh, <laughs> uh, now, let's talk about some positivity here. Adrian Sampson got his ERA under 10. That was a bounce-back performance. Four innings pitched, six strikeouts, only one walk. He did give up two runs on two hits, although only one was earned because Eric Hosmer, who should not be on this baseball team, committed an error by uh, throwing wildly on uh, one of those plays where the first baseman has to make the play and the second baseman has to get over there. And uh, yeah, didn't work out because he stinks. And he's only batting like, let's see, 226, 532 OPS. Yeah, that's that's not going to play. Like, what are you out there for? What's the point? Um, So let's talk about uh, some more of the pitching. Uh, Rucker, he came in and was a sucker. Uh, three walks, two runs, and two hits. It was not good. Um, I don't think he's, with all the guys who have shown so much promise this spring, why do you go out there with Rucker? Doesn't make any sense to me. It just does, does, doesn't play. I mean, he was good before, but I know this is just one bad outing, but like, you know, why? You're on the, you're on the bubble, buddy, and you just, that bubble just popped. Um, whoever a guy named Wright is came in and finished uh, his crappy inning. Um, box of burgers pitched in this game, gave up a hit and a walk. Uh, people are saying he's going to be the closer, not with a performance like a hit and a walk. You're not going to be. Um, Lighter Jr. Uh, also gave up a run, but it was scratched out by the Giants. You know, one of those like steal and bunt and sack fly, that kind of crap. Um, but yeah, he wasn't perfect. Walking a hit. Did have two strikeouts, though. Um, once again, he's got some sort of weird, like, you got to release me by opening day if I'm not going to be on a team. So, um, you know, I don't know. I don't think we need him. Posit in the Also, uh, I guess those things weren't very positive. I said I was going to say positive things. Okay, Samson did great. That was the positive thing. Everybody else was either okay or stunk. 
But uh, defensively, uh, we got nice performance by Luis Torrens, the catcher, threw out three runners. I mean, two of them were at third base, and it was late in the game. So they were probably just being like, just keep running. Let's try these big bases out. And like Luis Torrens is like, big base. Can't steal third, idiot. Um, Then uh, everybody's talking. I want to talk about this defensive play because – you know that uh, a little bouncer to Bryant, it's going to be a tough play, you know, that play. Well, you know, it was a very similar play in yesterday's game um, where that Nick Madrigal made. And everybody's saying, oh, it's a tough play. It's an awesome play that he made it. He got the guy. And um, it's true. That's not the easiest play when you're like charging a baseball. You hit the grass, like let's say you're playing, you know, just normal third base depth and then you got to come in this ball was hit a little harder than that other uh than the ball the bryant in the world series but you charge the play and then you got to you know kind of throw across your body to and, and like switch your momentum to nail the runner at first well obviously a lot depends on whether you're going to get the out or not and that depends on who's running a lot of the time and um so you know, whatever. The guy didn't make it, and um, I forget who it was. Doesn't matter. But everybody's saying the play was awesome. And I'm like, well, if he doesn't make the play, you're like, he should have made that play um, because that's a regular baseball play that you're supposed to make. So it it kind of feels like, to me, like they're giving him a lot of credit because people said he couldn't do it before. <laughs> and so if you already think somebody stinks at something and then they do it well, you're pleasantly surprised and then you give them more credit for being able to do it at all uh, than you would with, let's say, Arenado making that play. Then you're like, oh yeah, well, that's just a play a third baseman should make and that's what it looks like when a proper third baseman who knows how to play the, the game um, goes and makes a play like that. Uh so anyway, they're giving uh, him more. It's it's like when like a seven-year-old kid le- learns to tie their shoe. That may be a little old to, you know, learn to tie your shoe. Six, five, I don't know. I don't know. When do you learn to tie your shoe? I don't even remember. It's been so long ago. So so some kid, oh, look, I learned to tie my shoe last week and let him show you. And then the kid comes up and shows you and you're like, oh, that's awesome. Way to go. And then I'm like, okay, now tie your shoe 800 million more times. In your, in because your rest of your life you're going to be doing this tying your shoe unless you just get the velcro velcro straps, but uh, those come in and out of fashion from time to time. Um, but yeah, yeah, tie your shoe. Great, great job, kid. Now you just you are doing something that everybody knows how to do, and it was your first time. And I get that that's a big deal for you. You know, maybe you were the fifth in your class to learn how to do it because you're smarter than the other kids, and some kids will have velcro shoes the rest of their life. And that's just how it's going to be because they never learn how to tie anything. Some kids are Boy Scouts. They know they can tie anything out of anything. They could tie you in a pretzel. But um, I digress. Tying your shoe is not a bit. You know when I'm impressed that you know how to tie your shoe? When you're in the middle of Times Square with a bo- broken shoelace on your boot in the snow. And you're there with freezing hands, freezing wet hands. And, and you're trying to figure out how you're going to get home with this broken shoelace boot or broken shoelace on your boot. And you're like tying the lace together and figuring out how that's going to work, making like a new kid. Show me when you know how to do that. 
and you get home with a, only a half wet foot and not frostbite, then I'm impressed. That's the only other time I'm going to be excited that you tied your shoe. And Nick Madrigal, I'm not excited that you made a play that you should make. Great job. Awesome job. We're all very proud of you, Nick. You can do what you're supposed to do. Um, yeah, as I said, in this game, offensively, uh, nothing really to say. Three hits. Nick Madrigal did not have one of them. Um, what happened? Uh, oh, yeah, Rios knocked in Wisdom, who doubled. Um, Barnhart, once again, with the, I mean, the catching's great. I mean, really, they've been handling the staff real well all spring. I'm, look, I'm looking forward to seeing what this is going to look like with some defensive catchers out there. But Barnhart has raised his average to 95. And I think we might be seeing a lot of that. That's all I'm saying. Uh, the Patrick Wisdom thing, you know, I know he strikes out a lot, but he's got a, he's got all the pop of you know maybe him and Morel are the dudes over there who could who have pop in their bat. Rios too. Rios got pop in his bat. He plays third as well. But no, we're gonna go with Nick Madrigal because he can tie a shoe. Um. Well, the next game. Okay, uh, it's San Diego. Uh, it's the team that the Cubs no hit, and it's the exact same matchup: Steele versus Julio Teheran, who signed a minor league deal to be depth for them, um, veteran depth for when they go to the playoffs, which the Cubs will not be going to. Not like this, they won't. Um, see, last time uh, Steele went out there. Uh, no, Teheran. I want to talk about Teheran first. Uh, three innings pitched. Gave up no hits or no runs uh, against the Cubs, but we know hit him, so it didn't matter. Uh, Tehran uh, has a six ERA, though, on the spring, so other games did not go as well. Steele's just about there. He's got a 579 after getting roughed up by Colorado last time. This is only Steele's third start, so he's got the no-hitter start. We only was in there a couple innings. Then he's got the Colorado start, which he was in there a little bit longer, 2.2 innings, gave up two homers and three runs. Remember, he was dealing with some kind of fatigue thing. So they're probably being pretty slow with him. Let's let him ramp up. I can see a situation where they give him extra days early on just to protect him. They need him in the future. He is still on his rookie contract and, you know, he's out there proving himself. So they want to be careful with Steele, uh, probably the right move, you know, to be honest, because we saw him run out of steam a little bit last year and then uh, finish strong. So they get, you know, he's ramping up to being able to be a guy that uh, maybe they never want 200 innings on anybody anymore. It's a great way to keep salaries low. So, um, yes, yeah, so they're going to be careful with him. So I can see a situation where um, Assad ends up being like, you know, the sixth starter or Samson. Like Samson, we just talked about how he had a good uh, bounce back performance. ERA under 10 now. So why not? Why not? It's just innings. Just view them as overall innings in which you can pull pitchers in and out and do the matchups and stuff. You know, they got computers for that. And then they, the computer tells Rossi and Rossi goes out there and does the computer simulation game. And it lasts two hours and 25 minutes. So, um, yeah, so that's what's happening today. Um, being uh, Sunday, figured we'd look around the league. But first of all, I'd like to bring up that last night, was another incredible four-hour game where uh, 
the United States beat Venezuela with a come from behind granny from Trey Turner. Uh, the Cubs or the Cubs, the uh, the Americans win nine to seven, and um, just an exciting, exciting game back and forth. The USA went up early. Venezuela came back and then went up. Uh, just a awesome electric game. I was working the whole time, but I had it on uh, while I was working. Um, I could tell that the people I was working with were getting a little annoyed. It's like, is he watching baseball? It's like, yes, I am. I'm working, doing what I'm supposed to, kind of. Um, it was too exciting. Uh, luckily, the internet started to suck, and at the end, I couldn't really tell, but so I was like following along on game day, but that's even harder than just kind of tuning in when you... Anyway, I digress. It was an awesome game. I loved it. And then... Um, so I wanted to take a look at some of these spring training. How are other teams doing in spring training? Well, the Cardinals are 12 and 6. They lead the Grapefruit League. Uh, they've got a plus 28 run differential. That's second to only Tampa Bay, who's 12 and 9. They've lost three more games with the same amount of wins, probably rainouts or cancellations or out of just different schedule. Who knows? None of these games matter, obviously. I just thought it's interesting to bring up. So uh, the worst team in the Grapefruit League, uh, Miami at 5-13. and 13, And negative 56 run differential. Like, that's hard to do in the spring. I mean, they've only played like 18 games and then have, they've been outscored by 56 runs. Right? There must be like a crazy blowout in there that would even out throughout a regular season, you know. But... um. Pittsburgh seven and twelve. The Yankees not very good nine and thirteen. But now you're getting more into the five hundred clubs. Um, Boston is in second place in the Grapefruit League at eleven and seven, and then Philadelphia and Tampa Bay tied at third. So um, yeah, that's what's going on over there. And then in the Cactus League, the Cubs have dropped down. They they are now a five hundred baseball team. They are ten and ten. Uh, nine games left. Magic number is five. We have a negative five run differential on the season. And um, the Dodgers are in first place. They've overtaken Kansas City, who have gone five and five in their last 10 after basically beating the pants off everybody early in the spring. And now we're getting into some real rosters and the real players are playing and the Dodgers are 12 and five. <laughs> so get used to that. And San Diego, you know, who we're playing today, they've got their work cut out for them. They've got their 10 and 11 on the spring. They're just 500. A lot of teams around 500. Uh, most most teams around 500. And then uh, bringing up the rear, though, you got the uh, 7 and 13 uh, Cleveland Spiders, which I, they should have been called, and the Colorado Rockies, 8 and 13. San Francisco, they got their eighth win yesterday against the Cubs. They're now 8 and 12. But there's a lot of... Then you get into... Well, Milwaukee's only 8 and 11. None of these games matter. I'll stop. I'll stop. We are uh, less than two weeks away, week and a half, I would say, at this point, from uh, opening day. Uh, tickets are now under face value on StubHub. Use our ticket link if you're going to buy tickets to anything, really. We just go to sunranto.com slash tickets. Well, um, yeah, happy Sunday, everybody. Hope all is well in your world. Go Cubs and Spagog backwards. I mean, reverse it. Flip it and reverse it. This is a Cubs fan buying tickets from the Cubs. 
And this is a Cubs fan buying tickets through the StubHub link at sunranto.com slash StubHub, knowing that 4% of their ticket purchase will go to the Sunranto show instead of into the pockets of rich corporate douchebags. Buy all your tickets through sunranto.com slash StubHub. Don't worry, it won't cost you a single penny extra. It don't stink to click our link. This is an Amazon shopper buying things from Amazon. And this is an Amazon shopper buying things through the links at sunranto.com slash Amazon, knowing that up to 10% of their purchase will go to the Sunranto show instead of that cocksucker Jeff Bezos, who will just use the money to go to space. Plus, if you buy all your Amazon items through sunranto.com slash Amazon, you could win a monthly prize. sunranto.com slash StubHub and sunranto.com slash Amazon. Two great ways to support the Sunranto show while sticking it to evil corporations who suck and it won't cost you a single penny it don't stink to click our link hello and welcome to cubs pod a bleacher bunch production on the fans first network it's your daily dose of digestible cubs content i'm your host danny rocket and i'm here to tell you exactly what's happening right now in the world of the chicago cubs on march 20th 2023. The team that everybody's picking to win the World Series this year, the San Diego Padres, they ain't all that. Well, at least not in spring, because the Cubs have now no-hit the Padres, and they beat them 5-2 to two on a Nelly Flow walk-off fresh from playing for Team Puerto Rico in the World Baseball Classic. Exciting stuff. Uh, before we get too excited about it, I, I looked up who he hit it off of. I mean, it's the ninth inning. It's the spring training game. Like, who the hell's out there? It's a guy named Aaron Brooks. He's no dummy. 32 years old, which is old <laughs> for a guy you haven't heard of in the major leagues. And, and maybe I should have heard of him because it, he did have a 180 innings pitched in the major leagues. But it was a while ago, so I probably forgot about the, the 6-4 righty. Um, it was with Kansas City and Oakland back in 14 and 15, and then he was up and down from the minors, and then he went to KBO for a couple years, and then he showed up with the Cardinals last year. Um, he's got a career 445 ERA in the minors, a career 655 ERA in the majors, and for some reason, the Padres are like, yeah, man, come win a ring with us. But guys got experience. And uh, Nelly Flo hit a three-run homer to win the game. Uh, it was the Padres' B team. Once again, I'm just tempering everybody's excitement just for fun. No, I mean, it's just reality, people. Machado wasn't in this game. Juan Soto wasn't in this game. You know, so, like, what am I looking at? Like, the Padres threw out Adam Engel, Austin Nola, who unfortunately got hit in the face with a baseball, um, Matt Carpenter, who went over four, always nice to see. Uh, Nelson Cruz, who obviously is a big leaguer, but he's at the very end of his career. Uh, Dixon, uh, who I don't even know what his first name is. So you know, this, then we now we get down into people. Uh, Brandon Dixon, like there are probably like five Dixons. He's the least famous. Um, R- Rough Neto Door, once again, like a major leaguer, but you know he's he's not. The greatest in the world, uh, Azokar, Lopes, Batten, 
you know. So we're not we're not even looking at their the Cubs beat the B Padres. So and the B Padres aren't that bad. They are, I mean there's some major leaguers as their backups. Um it was the Gomes game for, before this. Uh Jan Gomes had a home run. He's uh, now tied with Edwin Rios for the team lead in homers. He's slashing 286, 290, 679. And uh, that, by some metrics, that's better than Wilson Contreras is doing in spring. And I know spring. I know. I See, I'm done with spring. Now, everything I say, I got to be like, oh, but you know, spring. But it's spring. Anyhow, uh, Wilson Contreras actually having quite a nice spring training. He's slashing 360, 407, 887. But. Zero home runs, so that actually makes uh, our man Gomes's OPS a little bit higher. It like nine sixty nine. Nice. Oh, and he knocked in another run. Gomes did. Uh, Mancini doubled in the sixth, and Jan knocked him in. So thank you, Jan. And his now three home runs. I looked at that. I was like, oh, tied. With Edwin Rios for a team lead with three home runs, like that doesn't seem like very much. Like I just remember Chris Bryant's monster spring where he hit ten, and maybe they were using the juice ball, but uh, this ball is not juiced. And five home runs is the league lead right now between Matt Olson and Philly's rookie Derek Hall. They're tied with the lead, and I was like, "Ooh, Derek Hall. I wonder if he's Mel's son." And I totally forgot about Mel Hall. Uh, and then, so I look up Mel Hall and well, first of all, Derek's not his son, thank God. But then I looked up Mel Hall and I remembered a story that I had forgotten. If you don't know about it, check out, just Google Mel Hall. So, uh, Justin Steele in this game, he gave up one run somehow. I don't know how it does ended up just with one run. Um, but Three innings pitched, four hits, five walks, three strikeouts. Not a great outing. I don't know if he's still battling something. He's had two crappy outings and the no-hitter. That's what we've seen so far. So I don't know what's going on with him. I also don't know what's going on with Keegan Thompson, who people have been pointing out uh, that his velocity has been total crap. I mean, not total crap. He's throwing 90, 91, 89, but that's not where he sits. He sits in 94, 95, 90, you know, a couple ticks higher. So, dead arm, I don't know. Something's going on. Also, I mentioned earlier that Austin Nola got hit in the face in this game. It was by Michael Fulmer. Um, probably has a broken nose. Uh, no real other information besides that, but it was a scary moment. And um, I don't know, just it sucks when that kind of thing happens. Uh, also in this game, Birdie and Duffy, they were good. Uh, Horn got the blown save, didn't really deserve it. There was a misplayed ball by, uh, uh, what's God, Miles Mastrobo. No, no, Ben Deluzio. I'm going to get those guys mixed up all year. <laughs> they, like, well, yeah, the little Italian guy, I don't know, Mastroboni, uh, Deluzio, just give me one of them. So he was out there in center and he, he kind of misplayed a ball. Anyway, he wasn't great though. He, Two hits and a walk. I mean, you're gonna get you're gonna give up a run that way. But he also had two strikeouts, and uh, Stout struck out the side to uh, in the ninth. Eric Cynthia Sylvia Stout. But I had never heard of any of the batters that were against Stout, and one of them doesn't even have a picture. 
So, uh, what of note also is uh, Nico Horner having a nice spring, and he had a he had a triple. So, God, I love Nico Horner. Uh, although he's only batting two thirty seven on the spring, but I, I, you know he's got to come through. Like that guy just he. I wouldn't say he's one of those guys that just hits, but he doesn't try to do too much, and he tends to do the thing you need him to do in that moment. He doesn't have the most power in the world, but I'm fine with that. The problem is the rest of the team doesn't have uh, much power either. Also, on Dansby Watch, uh, ooh, 0 for 3, 1 strikeout, .071 average. It's a little more than nice, but still. Uh, the Cubs are one game over 500 now, which with eight games left, the magic number remains at five. And uh, to clinch that losing uh, record and go on and win the World Series. It's as simple as that. The game took two hours and 41 minutes, but it would have been shorter if uh, Michael Fulmer had not hit Austin Nola in the face. The next game is not today. Uh, it's tomorrow. The Cubs have the day off. And it might not even happen tomorrow because it looks like the weather's been bad. Man, the weather's been bad in spring training except for like that one weekend that Crawley went. And so he lucked out. And, um, you know, I've been really – I've been so busy this spring personally. I've got two shows going up. I'm just – I'm so busy. Um, I was at tech rehearsal for 24 hours of the last 48 and, you know – I don't have time to go to spring training. That's my point. And I've been jealous, except for the weather has not been good. It was freezing cold, and then now it's and then it rained, a couple rain outs. Like, I'm glad I wasn't around for that, because I would have been pissed if I was out there for only a few days, and I got rained out one of the games. Like, so it's kind of, you know, God wants me here, here in Chicago, apparently, because God sits around thinking about whether I get to go to spring training or not. That's his most important um, task of the day. So then, but the next game is here's who's going to pitch. Maybe uh, Jamison Tyone not had a great spring, six forty eight ERA, um, going up against Jordan Lyles, and he's got a two thirty one ERA. Uh, this game's against Kansas City. Uh, in surprise, as Len Casper used to say it all the time, uh, he used to annoy me. When he said it like that. I'm glad I don't have to hear that anymore, I'll tell you that much. Anyway, Jordan Lyles, he's been around since 2011, if you can believe it. it makes me feel old because uh, I'm like, man, he's been around a long time. Let me look that up. And, man, he's played with everybody. Houston, Colorado, San Diego, Milwaukee, Pittsburgh, then Milwaukee again, then Texas, then Baltimore, now KC. And he's only 32. So if he keeps doing his thing, I mean, he might end up on the Cubs eventually. He's, he's doing the Major League Tour, that's for sure. He's been around for 12 years, and he's played with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams. One of them twice. So, yeah, it's a lot. Makes you wonder what's wrong with him and that people just don't like him. They're like, that's cool, Jordan Lyles, and your fun practical jokes, but uh, you're out of here. So, the, yeah, the game's at uh, 8 o'clock Central. In surprise, screw you, Len Casper. Have fun calling that uh, one playoff game that you got to call on radio. <laughs> Fuck the Sox. Anyway, go Cubs, though. 
And uh, we're going to be doing our regular Sun Ranto show, just as a word to everybody, on Thursday night. And we're going to try to stick with that as much as we can, except for the next week where it's on Wednesday. <laughs> so, because it's the night before the season. Anyhow, uh, there's your Cubs Cup pod for March 20th, 2023. Hope you have a wonderful day. Spagog. Or go Cubs backwards. <laughs>